Maybe you thought that you were over it, but it hits you all over again. Now, you don't know where this road is heading anymore. And then you fall apart, even though you felt like you had it under control. Healing is messy, and there may be no timeline for healing. Welcome, folks, to this new week's episode of I Hope I Find the Words. I put down this piece in good time. I just have not had the chance to record in a quiet place. So these are events of the first week of April, but strange enough having required around this, they have required around this time, you know. So it's just to say that it is still very relevant to me. Around that time, I have been using the word heavy a lot, mostly because April has generally been a heavy month. Um, Having that feeling of overwhelm and the incessant need to run and go as far away as I can has been with me all week. I know partly why I feel this way, but I also know that it's just the tip of the iceberg. Grief has been in my heart and in my mind a lot this week, and so I put this piece together in an attempt to describe what healing may feel like sometimes. Healing is when something that is broken seems to become whole again, fixed back to its former glory and workings. It goes back to normal, and healing is something to be celebrated, that there is progress, that there is normalcy, that there is a form of continuation. But what if it felt like forgetting, felt like a different form of loss? What if healing was just as heavy as brokenness? And what if they tasted and felt the same and in a certain strange way, healing felt worse? I did two things that I thought signified a major move towards healing. I changed my profile picture. It had acted like a tombstone where I honored my grief. I used it to hold on to memories of my dad and me, and when I did it, I wept. I grieved again. I had known that I would do it at some point, but I it seemed like I wasn't ready. Though even at the moment when I made the move, I wasn't ready either. My body was hot, partially high, and my sinuses were acting up. But I did it anyway. I was not ready either. It seemed like a gesture of letting go, or at least I thought, even though I really wasn't. I wished that I could let that know that I think about him every day, more than I did even back then, that I had not stopped wishing he was here and that I had not moved on, that I would still cry when I miss him and I know that hearing this, he would probably chuckle at it and 
tell me not to worry and tell me that it was never a big deal that this happens all the time and that life has to go on and then i i watched two episodes of the good doctor <laughs> leah and sean kissed at the end it was beautiful of course they saved lives and stuff i actually never thought i could because i knew that the beeping monitors would be a trigger the er drama would kind of refresh my memories of that morning of that day of the doctor telling us that they had tried everything that they could uh, and that you had succumbed that it would replay the whole that whole morning how i put on that peach polka dotted pretty dress that i really like and then i bought you strawberries and thorn melon and how i got to the hospital confident because i knew you were doing really well and how i got to the third floor and i found strangers standing outside the the icu rooms uh waiting for an emergency to be handled and how i saw the doctors walking in and out of your shared room and how i heard and how i heard you make some noise as the doctors walked in and and how i hoped and crossed my fingers that i had wrong and that that wasn't your voice and how we waited frantically at the park and prayed for things to go well and how later i saw you and i put on a brave face knowing that things will get better that you will power through and uh how i never imagined that death was something we would have to deal with it wasn't amongst the options of how things could go south of how numb and detached i felt when the doctor broke the news i was not ready to relieve that moment but i watched the two episodes and somehow i made it through i didn't cry i wasn't triggered and i remembered how every time i would put on my medical dramas you would always comment about my love for such quote unquote films it was funny how you called them that and how i would get bummed when you would ask me to put on the news at 7 instead i guess i can now keep watching them now that i made it through this one well these things did a poor job at showing progress because once again i i'm caught in the in between i feel like this process is messy this healing I found myself posing this question to myself like what are you looking for? And all I kept saying was that I know that I am heavy. But even beyond that question there were there were more. When is it self-pity and when is it that I'm honoring this grief that I feel? I ought to be healing and moving past and focusing on what is to come. But sometimes I grieve that I may forget that I may forget the parts of you that I did not see that often 
my mind is relentlessly working to keep that memory secret but i'm afraid that as time goes by i might lose it i grieve that i don't want to move on because what does moving on even entail that my feelings of loss are diminished that it doesn't hurt anymore or that it hurts less i actually don't want either of these because i still want to see you in my dreams i still want to see you in the things that you left behind i sometimes feel grief for the ones that i have now because i know that i may have to lose them too one day and that stabbing pain that i could not cough or massage away that sits right there in the chest would reappear and then it would rip my joy momentarily and then gradually just linger on but where does it end this pain now seems like a love language the memory does not come without an infusion of pain for what we lost sometimes i'm mad for not feeling the pain every day i'm disturbed by the fact that i am not mourning my loss every day even though when i remember it breaks my heart afresh as if it happened yesterday yet even that is not enough for me sometimes it is the fact that i can remember you and i laugh more than i cry that all the experiences happen as they should but that keeps me wondering whether i am progressing or not i have no metrics to work with to measure this progress despite the fact that even the thought of movement makes me sad i do not want to move because it means that i leave you behind me yet i want you to stay here with me to move with me if i am moving i want to dream of you every now and then something like visiting hours i want to hear your laughter once again i want to see you amongst arbitrary strangers on a train from a friend's wedding and i want to recognize nuggets little bits of you whenever some one of us starts to sound like you i never want to forget any of that plus the pain that it comes along with it these are like powdered paint in the air you can't separate the infusion that is red from the one that is blue they rise together and together they settle I'm slowly starting to feel with those that have lost loved ones why they would still celebrate their birthdays long after they're gone why they would talk about them as if they were still here in the present why they would find any opportunity to speak about this person that they loved that they still love I'm starting to get it. To my father who has fallen asleep. My tears will never run dry for you. 
whether for the joyful or for the painful nostalgia, you are in our hearts forever. When death touches you, you know that you have been touched by something chronic, and so I am deeply sorry for hurriedly glossing over those uncomfortable moments, for hurriedly waiting for it to blow over as if it can, and for staying away when I should have stayed put, for feeling the inconvenience, for being detached and not able to empathize. Sympathy was all I could offer. For approaching all of these as a task, a project, a performance that would be rated and reviewed at some point, when for you, this was a lived reality, a darkness that one cannot even fathom. A grief so heavy that sometimes you also feel like a bystander just watching all of it go down to dust. Forgive me, friend. I also see how no one else can feel with me because this can only be a lived experience. I could never have imagined or empathized enough until it was my turn to be on the front row seat at a funeral. And even then, it can never be the same kind of pain or intensity, just like DNA. It's just yours, it's never shared. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of I Hope I Find the Words. Journal excerpts, poetry, short articles, and other forms of art that a podcast would allow make for the content here. Raw expression is the one thing I can guarantee as you come along with me. Do hit the subscribe button and share it with your squad because sharing is caring and low-key marketing. We can connect on our official Instagram handle at findwordspod. I'd love to hear from you about your favorite episodes, what resonates with you and your perspective on the things which I speak of and share. With that, I'd love to see you next week for a fresh episode.